0: It's the come before the storm Don't say I didn't
1: want you This ain't no Sunday morning coming down It's gonna get loud
2: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Double Dubs Hockey. As always, I'm Brett, and I'm with Devin. How's it going, guys? Yeah, so this was a very, very special episode for us, as we had on our first guest ever, as we had on Gabrielle and Megan from, from the For Pucks Sakes podcast.
0: Yeah, it was a great interview. Lots of energy. We talked about how they uh, got started as a podcast, came together, and we talked about some predictions
2: for the upcoming season. I it Also, I think we talked about everything. I think... All aspects of the hockey world were completely covered in this this interview. Oh yeah,
0: it was it was a great great interview. It's a must uh, must listen for sure.
2: For the people listening, the introduction was as awkward as it as it was because I completely burned it. I just it was I I just didn't cut it for the for the intro, as people will see in just a couple minutes. I was a little nervous going into this, you know, our first ever interview. We are first ever guest on the podcast. We were I, don't, I didn't want to mess this up for the boys, right? And so I just, I was scared. I shit my pants, basically. Just, I was shook. I didn't know what to do with myself. What? So please, I apologize on behalf of what you're about to listen to. So please, everyone, welcome Gabrielle and Megan for the for Puck's Sake podcast.
1: Hi. Hey, guys.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for joining. As always, it's, I'm Brad, and as always, we're with Devin. Yeah, so this is actually our inauguration guest. So thank you for being our first ever guest. Hopefully more to come, but... Thank you so much for being the first ever. Yeah, so we're just going to go over just a couple of topics today, just basically start kind of just shooting the shit as we usually do, and try to just basically get some, some different takes, and we're pretty excited for how this will go today.
0: Wait, wait, before we start, have you guys heard of the saying, shoot the shit?
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, thank you. So, <laughs> so a while back, I said this randomly, and Devin's like, what are you talking about? Like, what are we, shooting shit? Like, literally, I'm like, no, What are you? it's a saying, like, everyone knows that. So I did, like, an IG story, like, well, I think it was my personal account or something like that, and it was, like, an 85% success rate. And no, was it was, like, 70, 30. Yeah, because you voted guys. on, like, 11 different accounts, like, you're a shyster, <laughs> and he just, he's got no idea what's going on, so thank you, someone else, like, look, yeah. okay, majority of the world knows the saying, but Devin just had no idea what's going on.
3: Yeah, no, because from World mm-hmm. War One.
2: Is that the, so is that the really? history of it? Like, that's where it's from? Yeah,
3: so it started in World War One when they were in the foxhole. And they were like looking for things to do while they were waiting and they would, (laughs) this is disgusting. So they would have latrines in the foxhole in the bottom and they would shoot at them as like a game for something to do to kill time. So shoot the shit means just like talking to kill time.
2: That is just way too awesome that we actually know the real answer for this now. (laughs) That's crazy. It's all, yeah, the this, this saying's basically almost become like a low-key meme on this like on this podcast. And now there's actually a re-understanding of why this happened. So thank you so much for that. No problem. So I'm just going to go over. So obviously, guys, you've been doing this for a few years now. So just how did you guys basically meet up?
3: So I started the podcast. It started, our first episode was right after the Washington Capitals won the, won the Stanley Cup. Um, and so it was originally like a giant panel of 16 girls that we had like, um, but we'd like all scoured the internet for, and we were going to do like a rotating panel and all this stuff. And then, um, it was way too big and drama happened. And after the dear John video, we pared it down to just three people. And it was myself, Alex, who isn't here today. And, um, Shay, um, who is no longer on the show. Shay got hired by the Orlando solar bears, um, using our podcast. And so when she left oh. we needed a third co host. And so we put another flyer up just like we did the first time when we built the show. Like, hey, like send submissions and like Megan was like a perfect fit. So yeah, that
1: was last October ish or yeah. November, I think.
2: Yeah, that's, that's actually pretty that's pretty interesting. So you guys had around you see fourteen people to start with?
3: There were 16 of
2: us, yes. 16, 16. Wow.
0: Yeah,
3: and then we, like, we tried to build a blog. Like, we just tried to get everybody involved, and eventually it was just too many people, and it all kind of fell apart. And, like, mm-hmm. I always, like, say, like, it's like a phoenix. Like, what rose from the ashes was, like, actually, I think, way a better product than what we originally had. Um, like, oh, for more, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah like, more, you guys
2: being more consistent.
3: Yeah, more consistent. Also, mm-hmm. like, we could build off each other. We knew each other's sense of humor better. And also, like, we... What we wanted to do, which was the comedy-based stuff. I think like the girls in the beginning, they were great for like building it, but they very much wanted to be like a 31 thoughts-esque podcast. And like if you're not Elliot Freeman, you can't be 31 Thoughts esque. Like you gotta do what your like niche is. And our niche was like women making fun of hockey players. And so like we just took that and ran with it. And I mean it's been a lot of fun. We've been doing this for like almost three years now.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, like, I know both of us, we've recently been listening to most, I think last, I'd say, months or so, we've been kind of getting your podcast and it's been, yeah, we've we've always had a good time listening to it. Yeah, it was, so I just have a quick question about the 16. Were you guys just going to be, like, do, like, episode by episode, just, like, new people kind of go in kind of
1: thing?
3: Yeah, so it going to be based off of, we tried to spread it around as much as we could, like, different teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, the original idea was, like, a rotating panel based on the stories of the week and it just didn't work
2: like it seems like a lot of mess to
3: feed yeah very much so and like I'm very thankful to those girls and like they have their own podcast now and I wish them the best of luck I'm not going to say it because no free ads but like it's just not like it it just didn't work out and I think that was the best thing for everybody
2: no for sure it seems like it's been it's been perfect for everyone that's involved it looks like so a quick other thing so we see that there was kind of a larger kind of beginning for you guys. Is there any like specific reason you guys just wanted to start this thing or?
3: Um, So back when we started, it was before Puck Bunnies. It was before, way before broadcast. It was before Too Many Men. And there weren't very many female voices in the hockey podcast, like Spectrum. And so, like, I don't know if we were the first, but we were one of and, like obviously, podcasts have outgrown us. That's okay because this isn't like they're like making trying to make jobs out of this, and that's just not what we're like looking to do. This is for fun. Mm-hmm. But like for us, it was very much there is this hole that somebody needs to fill, and like why can't we do it? Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, so. that's... yeah,
2: for sure. So yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, you're pretty much exactly right on that. Yeah, because like when you kind of go into like basically the hockey world, it it almost seems like there is a lack of like female presence, and mm-hmm. so yeah, when to see more guys like. Podcasts like you are growing up, it's always great to see because they always like to see more sides of these stories and everybody does things differently. And the more like kind of people you have in this kind of crazy world of, I guess, of sports podcasting and sports media and all this. It, it goes on. There's so much going on. So it, it, you always – there's nothing wrong with having more people basically kind of gathering around and doing everything. Yeah. And, so, uh, that, yeah, could... that's, that's awesome to hear.
0: Yeah. If you could pick one player on the Flyers
3: mm-hmm. –
0: that's your favorite. So we're going to do Flyers player and then just general league player. So we'll start with okay. Flyers. Favorite player on the Flyers.
3: Um. Okay. So this is like kind of like a weird answer. Okay. So like emotionally, Nolan Patrick.
0: Emo- so what do you mean by <laughs> en- emotionally? Exactly.
3: Like, okay. So Sean Couturier, first off, just like Sean Couturier, everything okay. about him is perfect. Yeah, it makes sense. Nolan Patrick. And then again, if you went full league Quinn Hughes. Like, guys don't have this, but, like, for me, like, I've talked about this on the podcast a lot, but, like, every way but physically, they are my sons. Like, I'm very emotionally attached to Nolan Patrick and Quinn Hughes, and, like, it helps that Quinn Hughes is also really good at hockey, and I hope that Nolan Patrick will be too. But, like, I am very emotionally attached to those players. So, okay. You mean, like, emo- You're emotional? So like <laughs> you- You're so confused right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of know
2: where you go with this, because I feel like, so like when I'm always like I'm watching hockey, like I'm treating each person like um yeah, like they're like we're good, we're good family members. Like I there's no harm on these people. Like it's always this it's nothing but positive thoughts unless unless they leave, right? And then they leave I'm they're dead to me. That's usually yeah. how that works to me. So I kind of know what you're going with. But like when you say like you're so in any way you're the your mother, like are you like are these people like, looking like up I to you in any so way. Like,
3: so, like, so like Sean Couturier, I don't mm-hmm. have to defend him on the internet. Like he's good, like he's I one of the top ten players in this league. Fuck you, ESPN. <laughs> but, um, like, Sean Gattari, I'm never going to have to fight for. With Nolan Patrick, I will kill somebody on the internet for Nolan Patrick. Like, like somebody, like, Sam Carcitti, he's a beat writer. He He's a disgusting human being, and we can get into that another time or even later. But he's a disgusting human being, and he likes to talk shit on Nolan Patrick and dive into his medical history and all this stuff. And, like, the Flyers have now started to, like, talk back to him. But forever, I was just, like, the... Like, Sam Carchidi is a piece of shit. Sam Carchidi is a piece of shit. I will fight him wherever. And, like, it just... I I will kill someone for Nolan Patrick. And I think this whole, like, migraine issue really, like, umped that. Because, like, when you have, like, a lottery draft pick, you're so protective of it. Especially because Philadelphia doesn't... But ignoring the Sixers, Philadelphia doesn't get those a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, our la- our only two lottery picks ever are James Van Riesdyk and Nolan Patrick. And so... Like I'm very protective of Nolan Patrick just for that because like I feel like so invested in him because he was the number two overall pick mm-hmm. and then with this migraine thing and everybody hating on him and especially like Philadelphia fans are harsh especially Philadelphia fans on the internet when oh, all hey, when hey, they really all know. come out against Nolan Patrick I'm like I have to protect him and so like I just feel like the, ma- the mama bear I've just been like destroying you're, just, you're looking out for him. Yeah, yeah, because so, it,
2: it's tough for him, right? Because people around him, where well, they got Heashier, He's getting, I know Kale was in there, I think Patterson was also in that draft.
3: Okay, Nico Heashier sucks. Can we just Nico? Oh,
2: I'm, with you. Not... I'm 100% with you, trust me. I will not, yeah, big bust, yeah, for sure.
3: Yeah, like, like, I look at Kale McCar and I look at Elias Patterson, and I'm like. Ugh, like okay when people are like Nico like it's not the Nico Heischer draft one it's the Nolan Patrick draft or it's the Elias Petterson draft like don't call it the Nico Heischer draft because that makes me mad like Nico Heischer is just as bad as Nolan Patrick but Nolan Patrick had a medical condition
2: mm-hmm. so yeah so like like you were with Nolan Patrick I'm pretty much that was Kale McCarr in any single way so try, I will always be known that it's the Kale McCarr draft I know you're okay. a huge Quinn Hughes person but I've been yeah. attacking Quinn Hughes people on Twitter for years that's just kind of my thing and it's just <laughs> It's just, you got to respect your guys because, you know, when you got to go for the the, uh, the Calder race on Twitter, it's, it's a dark, dark place. Oh, it's a place yeah, that you don't even I, think of.
3: I know. I'm yeah. well aware. <laughs> I'm part of that. I am part of that. I've been, I, I mean, I set up conspiracy theories to like excuse if Kill McCarr won. <laughs> like, I was deep in there, like, planting seeds from like January on because I knew Kill McCarr was going to win because like nobody cares about Vancouver. But like I like I I knew where it was going and I knew that Kilmacar was going to win, so I like planted seeds of doubt the entire time. I had myself well packaged in there.
2: What were some of these like doubts you put onto people? I guess.
3: Well, okay, so like I played like the anti-Semitism <laughs> card because Quintius is Jewish. Then I did. Um, I talked about how. Because Colorado is a better team around Kale McCarr than Quinn mm-hmm. Hughes has in Vancouver, that it was set up for Kale McCarr to win because they weren't talking about that at all. That if they had mm-hmm. taken into the fact the players around Kale McCarr and around Quinn Hughes, Quinn Hughes would have won the Calder because Kale McCarr had an easier way to get there. When you play with Nathan McKinnon, 15 minutes a night, like I was all set up.
2: <laughs> I'm actually, but I, you, I don't want to admit this, but you got a decent point. I will say, like. I, I will say, like, Vancouver, they still got – because he was on their starting line. He's on the power pole. Yeah. Like, they still, he was still putting – like, he, Vancouver, they didn't know – like, they got something around them. It's not okay, right so like I, –
3: Okay, like, I don't think I would understand. I did the math, and I was like, if you take out Nathan McKinnon and mm-hmm. you look at all the points Kyle McCarr has without Nathan McKinnon, he's Nathan only, like, a 0.62 point-per-game player. Then you went to Vancouver, and I took out their number one score, which was JT Miller last year, and I took out all the points that Quinn Hughes had with JT Miller – and Quinn Hughes was a .68 point per game player. Because the whole, the whole thing that they, like, stacked Kilmacar's Calderon was that he had more points per game despite Quinn Hughes having more points, period. It's just yeah, because Quinn Hughes play. played yeah. more. Exactly. So if you took out both teams' leading scorer, Quinn Hughes was actually a better point per game player. Interesting, actually.
0: It's interesting that you took that... Uh... I, uh, the oh, I, score. No, actually,
3: yeah. I was yeah, doing you, dives to prove my right. argument for quinn yeah, <laughs> yeah i just I, okay.
2: I didn't want to go that far i just i just wanted to throw hurl abuse on twitter that's his usual high rule i i didn't even need proof i just wanted to i just wanted to scream and shout and make sure i was right so i it did end up going by i guess yeah, not my way it, yeah like my avalanche well, i'm an avalanche fan but it's not i don't i have no ownership stake in the avalanche so it's, I, I was just more fighting against like Drysdale winning the heart instead. Oh, so that was just...
3: ridiculous. That was Connor McDavid's heart.
2: Oh, whoa. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> how, how, is how is that? Oh, God. If, you
3: have, if you have two heart nominees, you have zero heart nominees.
2: Exactly. So we removed so, both of them and yeah. you named Nathan McKinnon as the heart.
3: Exactly. Nathan McKinnon should have won the heart, but I'm just saying Thank if Leon is going to win it, it should actually go to Connor McDavid because okay, Leon I... Drysdale is not I... like Conor McDavid.
2: I'm with you on that one. Because I was, I was having the same fight a couple of years ago when Taylor Hall won the heart. It was the whole reason. It was like, I think McKinnon didn't win the heart that year because they, he had a surrounding cast around or a supporting cast. Taylor and
3: Hall so deserved I, the heart. No, Claude Giroux deserved that heart trophy. Claude
2: Giroux does not, he does not deserve any heart trophy. There's no, I re- oh, there's no world oh, where I Claude Giroux is MVP the league. Hart- there's no chance.
3: Claude Giroux scored 102 points that year.
2: It doesn't matter. How did like, – they, they're all about the story. Like, that's it's no, all you, about the storybook.
3: They, they all say that, Claude, that the Flyers have no elite players. The Flyers have no elite players. And then Claude Giroux scores 102 points with no elite players in quotation marks. And he doesn't get a heart trophy?
2: That did come out of nowhere, I will say. 102 at points. At 31 he, he years
3: play. old? At 31 years old, he was second to Connor McDavid by only four points.
2: With Yeah, it's all – it's all about the, the story, right? Like the, the media, because the media does the voting. Like, they don't yeah, like the story of how, how it's Carlos going. Taylor Hall came
3: from Edmonton and he got pushed out by Conor McDavid and blah, blah, blah. Jerk off motion. Like, it, it went to Taylor Hall when it was between that and um, Shane Goss's Bears Calder. Pissed me off. Artemi Panarin was not a rookie. Artemi Panarin was like 28 years old and had played in the KHL for years. There that might, ha- that might happen this
2: team. year, which is like Costilov or whatever his name is. Oh, Kaprasov? No, I, he's ruled out of. I'm pretty sure. Is he?
0: Yeah, I'm, I saw that. No, sorry, that's Rossi, Marco Rossi. No, oh, I
2: know Kaprasov, I think he's in the Calder. Or the he's in the rate. Oh, sorry, sorry. The Calder. I'm just speaking words at this point.
3: Yeah. Now, there's interesting yeah. in this league against the Philadelphia Flyers, but we don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we uh... might not. <laughs> we <laughs> might not. We'll move on to Megan. So, favorite team and players. What do you got?
1: Um, I'm a Leafs fan. I'm oh, Leafs
0: fan. Okay, all right. Like
1: fourth generation at this point, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, if I wasn't a Leafs fan, I'd be disowned. But um, really? okay, pretty much. I like. I'm from just outside of Toronto, and like, okay, same here. Yeah. My great grandfather was a Leafs fan. Like,
2: yeah, we're from no Miss- we're from Mississauga, so, so I think we're pretty close. I don't, I don't like yes. Jack City, but same area. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like a little bit west of mississauga gotcha. um and then but i don't know my favorite player is hard because i feel like on this leafs team i don't really have a favorite player but also i just want to say travis Dermott, even though he's not great travis
0: Dermot. it's not matthews or marner or tavares no 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 <laughs> interesting okay
1: this is the emotional connection. It's all about the emotional Again, connection like, for you guys, eh? Yeah.
3: Okay. Um, all right. Like, we know. Know, we know, like, in our brains which player is the best player, and you
1: would think, but it's like, it's no, not okay. who yeah, resonates yeah. with me. But, like, yeah, exactly. Like, Ma- uh, Matthews, I don't think I like him as a person, so I'm like, ah, he can't be my favorite player. Yeah, that makes sense. I, don't, I, I mean, like, I do like Mitch Marner, and, like, I, he does seem like he has a personality that I would like, but, like. With Mitch comes Paul. Exactly. <laughs>
0: What are your thoughts um, on uh, Anderson?
1: Um, I mean, like, I don't think we have another choice at this point. Like another option.
0: Well, I mean, a trade so, is an option.
1: Yeah, but I don't know who they trade for.
3: for exactly.
0: Well, I heard like a, a Rask Anderson trade. That's that was rumored like I don't last want year.
3: Rask back? No. If you do that, <laughs> if you take <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. no back to Rask for the end of his career, yes. you might as well just like take every leaf fan back in the yard and, like, old yell or their ass. Like, there's no reason yeah. for that to happen. It's just, like, a full circle, we hate you kind of thing. That was, no, that's, a, yeah.
2: that's, that's an all-time Kyle Dubas decision, though. I feel like that would just perfectly set off what he's done so far.
1: He does, he does like to do takebacks. He likes to undo trades. He also
3: just likes trolling people. Like, the entire it. team is just the trolling of Mike Babcock. Like, the <laughs> ultimate just trolling everybody with the bring-back Tukarovsk.
1: Honestly, now it feels more viable that you've made that point. The only, I don't... the only thing can make it better
3: if you had like some young prospect named Raycroft. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: find Why us a Raycroft to toss into the trade.
2: Oh. Yeah, I, I don't see a way Cedric Anderson's trade at the moment, unless they're getting something, some sort of younger goalie him, I don't see it, but yeah.
0: Now the yeah, other reason you're... I brought up Anderson is because like when I talk to Leaf fans, it's either like they have a very strong opinion on them, like or him. So it's either they. Have, like, you know, a strong hatred for him, like my dad, or, like, they'll love him. So, I was just wondering where you are.
1: Um, I wouldn't say I hate him, but, I like, I did love him, and we're, like, moving a little bit away from that mm-hmm. now. I don't think he's played as well, and, like, even just, like, watching him, he just seems, like, not right. I can't put my finger on what it is exactly, but something's not right about, oh, like, like, I
2: feel like these goalies just get beaten down, like, just mentally beaten down. Because they all look depressed by the end of it. Like, yeah,
1: that's
3: probably true. I do like the presidency, you. like how, no. like, it ages you. Oh, it does. Yeah. It, yeah,
2: no no president comes out happy. It's just, like, thank yeah. God I did it, and I'm so I'm out of here running. So we'll get your
0: predictions for – this. these are some pretty bold predictions coming up made by you guys for the Cup. Who's winning the Cup this year?
3: Philadelphia Flyers. Um... (laughs) Is there bias to that? I don't know. It so depends. I'd like to
2: know why why the Philadelphia Flyers will win this year.
3: I just think they're in such a good position. If they play like they did at the end of last year, plus the – Plus, like, the addition of Oscar Lynn Black. Plus, the addition of Nolan Patrick. Plus, Joel Faraby full-time. Plus, um, Morgan Frost probably in the lineup. Plus, Knack full-time. Like, there's so many little things that they just made. Like, they were so close last year that they just the, – they, and they only got better in the offseason. Like, they didn't try and go out and shake everything up. They just stayed with what worked, and then they made their little additions that they already had in place. Carter Hart's another year older. Our defense looks stronger. Shane Goss bear is healthy. Like, I just think that everything's kind of, like, lining up correctly. And it's just going to be about the system. Like, if they played like they did in that round robin or they did leading up to the hiatus, like, they'll be in such good shape. The problem is that they got to the playoffs and they just started penalty killing for 40 minutes a night. If they didn't have a lead in the first period, they weren't going to get one. And it was really frustrating to watch. And so I think if they just play fun hockey – I think the Flyers will do really well. It's if they like clench their buttholes too tight and start like playing defense all the time, then it's just not going to work. Mm-hmm.
1: I also think that the way the division is set up. Oh, yeah. They're
0: the in Flyers. a very tough division. I don't know. No, they're some. not. I don't no, think so at not. all. I think you're right. No. No. Your they that. have the Capitals. I think, I think, I think the, the top good. three. At the top I'd say. Yeah, I'm not scared of the and Capitals. And Carolina. They're not.
1: No, the they, top three are going to be Boston, Philadelphia, Carolina. Um, I don't even know about Boston, though, because Boston's, like, injured old. They, they have, always like, are, though. Yeah, but you
2: can and... never count out Boston. That's the thing yeah. I've learned in my life. I don't care, like, what yes. Boston team it is. You never count on any Boston team. They surprise yeah. you in every shape of way. Boston? Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I don't think that they'll be the top of the division, though. I don't I either. Think they'll be I think they'll, be, I think they'll, I they'll mean, be two or three. Defense, I think gosh. Carolina's going to be
3: the top of the division. I just I, – like, I'm just not scared of anybody else on that team. The Rangers suck. Devils suck. Pittsburgh sucks.
1: Carolina. doesn't really have any goalies, though. They is, just. I don't have. think Carolina.
0: They and Reimer. I mean, Both I mean, of who are I'm terrible.
1: Not. Oh, I'm losing. I'm losing.
0: I,
2: I wouldn't say they're terrible. They're no, they're, they're, all like, they're bad. I think they're bad. <laughs> the thing I'm looking <laughs> at. I don't. The Hurricanes aren't in the East. I don't know. Yeah, they are. They're in the Central.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, they're not. That's old. Hurricanes are in the East. Did they just change it recently, or? They changed it a couple weeks ago. The, originally, oh, yeah. they were in the Central, and then they switched out Columbus and Carolina. That
1: Wait,
3: makes... didn't they? Or...
1: No, I think Carolina's in the same division as Detroit, which I think is the Central.
3: Oh, sweet. I don't even have to worry about Carolina.
2: Yeah, cool. so you're the, is... the East Division is yeah. the Washington, Boston, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or I don't like the Pennsylvania, Philly, yeah.
3: the Rangers,
2: Islanders, Devils, and Sabres.
3: Yeah, so then I'd say it's us, Caps, uh, Boston. I think – yeah, are just counting the
2: Islanders. I don't know. Like,
3: I'm not the yet,
2: Islanders right. are pretty strong. They're like. good. Their system's yeah. I like. I they always perform well. They're solid. Yeah. I they, like,
3: I think, I, I, think the are good I don't think that we have to be worried about them. I think that like when when you read off those teams, I think it'll be us, Washington, and then depending on how how healthy Boston is and when they get healthy, it'll be Boston and the Islanders like fighting for that third spot. But I just don't see the Flyers missing those top three.
2: As a Flyer fan, do you have any ill wishes towards Sidney Crosby? I'm just curious.
3: Um, not for being a Pittsburgh Penguin. I have ill wishes on Sidney Crosby for demanding that Claude Giroux not make the Olympic team. And I've talked about this a lot. Like, I literally <laughs> fought with Megan on Twitter about this earlier this week. Like, Sidney Crosby literally said, I will not go to the Olympics if Claude Giroux is on the team. And so Claude Giroux doesn't have an Olympic gold medal when he deserves one. Like, you look at those teams and you're like, how is Claude Giroux not on here? That is why. And so I have ill wishes on Sidney Crosby about that and not about being a Pittsburgh Penguin.
2: Yeah, I feel like in the, like, the last couple of years, they've had, I guess the relationship is better, it seems like. Because I know they've had some, like, what are the world championships, they've had some, I think they played together on a couple lines, stuff like that. So I guess it's, yeah. I was yeah, 2014. I guess he kind of completely shafted in which, yeah, he, he wasn't feeling it. That team didn't. Yeah
3: which I just I just think it's ridiculous. Like, it's, that's such a it's, petty it's, thing. It's, yeah. And, like, if you care that much about the Philadelphia Flyers, like, I'm going to care that much about you, Sidney Crosby, like, that you, like, stopped a man from getting a gold medal because you don't like the team he's on. Because it was – I think it was the season after that monster shift where Claude Giroux just, like, completely showed him up in the playoffs. And it was, like, that summer they were making the team. And I think that's when, like, Sidney Crosby's like, I just don't want him.
2: Yeah, he wasn't feeling it. Mm-mm. Yeah,
3: because
2: us that's, that's growing up, like – just born in Canada, like Sidney Crosby's always been. He's always been a, a very beloved person in our hearts. And so, I when I, every time I always speak to people, I guess from I've met a couple of people from Philly. It's always very there, there's always a different reason for hating Sidney Crosby. So I always get a concussion in there.
3: Like I don't wish ill on him. Like I don't yeah. like hope he gets another concussion or whatever. Like I don't like. Yeah, no, for sure. But I just like I don't like everybody's like he's such a hard worker. He's such a good captain. Like I just don't see it because of these petty little things that he does. Mm-hmm. Like, it's two weeks. You can't play with one of the best players in the world for two weeks because he plays for the Philadelphia Flyers. Like, And then we talked to A.J. Haefeli from DNBR about Nathan McKinnon, and he was kind of talking about Cindy Crosby's leadership style and how Cindy Crosby is like a drill sergeant, and he will yell at you if you make tiny mistakes and how that's kind of been adapted to Nathan McKinnon's play as well, and that's why Nathan McKinnon can't be captain. Because he will drive people insane, and you need kind of Gabe Landeskog to like be the good cop to Nathan McKinnon's bad cop, and that Oh, no,
2: I oh, no, I, I think the how the Avalanche captaincy's worked. Uh, I think it's it's per, it, I don't I I don't as an Avalanche fan, I personally don't want McKinnon to be a captain. Yeah, I think okay. how how they set it up is perfect for, for the exactly. future they're looking at.
3: Exactly, and that like Nathan McKinnon doesn't have the right temperament, but then he learned this temperament from Sidney Crosby, who has a C, and like we were kind of talking with Kes- um about Kasperi Capitan about like how this is going to be really interesting for him because he's never had that kind of leadership before that drill sergeant leadership and that kind of accountability especially playing on a line with Cindy Crosby and like he's either going to sink or swim with this and it's going to be telling of his entire career because if he needs that babysitting that Cindy Crosby is going to provide him like how long is he going to need that like you can't be 32 and needing babysitting and then if he swims or if he sinks, like, you can't work with your friend and Austin Matthews. That in not work. You can't work with a babysitter with Cindy Crosby. So, like, where the fuck do you play?
2: I've never been a big Casper or guy. I don't know. I have, like, so I always have, uh, like, I have, I have weird, not. I have weird hatred for people in the league. Like, weird, weird players. And Casper or has always been that guy for me. Ever I've...
0: since I was watching the Leafs and Habs game at your house and he, what he kick or throw his stick? He threw a stick. And Jeff yeah. PG... me yelled at him. Yeah, me yelled at him yeah because a never been, to been
3: told no in his life and you can tell by the way he plays hockey
2: mm-hmm. he's, 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 a, a, he's, he's a fast imbecile out there that's all he is like
1: yeah like he's Megan were like, you a
2: big uh Kapanen fan not really no
1: nah. um like he was all right but I didn't want him to play like above the third line <laughs> but he also wasn't doing anything on the third line you know.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, he's yeah, did... right
1: now. He's decent. Man, how did Joe
3: Thornton look with that line last night? Like, does he fit in where Hyman was?
1: Um, I, I don't know. Like, they weren't that aggressively like playing. Yeah, like looking for pucks and stuff. But he he was much faster than I thought he would be. So like, as long as he keeps up, I have no complaints. Yo,
2: he day. almost looks freaky out there, just because like. He... When I think of Joe Soren, I always think of the a San Jose Shark and he was just wearing this massive blue jersey yesterday. I'm like, oh my god. Like he, just, he looked so crazy out of place.
3: You, though, that we think of him as a San Jose Shark, but like for most of his career he was a Boston Bruin. I sure
2: I I yeah. to say that actually. It's, he's had so many huge years in Boston, yeah, but you always it's just cause
3: I like, guess it's just how It's how we grew up. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's so weird to me. Like that's like yeah. um, Sam Moran on the Flyers. He was a defenseman. He's like a ginormous gargantuan. He's like six seven. He's moving up to forward because he can't skate backwards anymore because his knee sucks. Mm-hmm. And um, so we were like, I was like talking about like who has switched positions like this lately and it's like Dustin Bufflin, John Normas, but he switched to defense. Brett Burns switched to defense. I'm like, how do you like make somebody a forward at this level? And I just don't think it's going to work, but it's like an interesting experiment that they're doing.
2: Yeah. I feel like it, like in so many other sports, you can see that happening. It's, except hockey, I feel like it's just, it's kind of easier. Because it's like, a
1: totally different skill set.
2: No, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, I think. The other one that I can think of recently is one of the Lamaru twins on the U.S. team. She flipped to defense. I don't remember which one. But it's, it's, always, like, from, it's always from always forward to defense. Flips, no, but she also flips back and forward. So, like, she'll play, like, half the games as defense. And then she played some recently, like, recently as in, like, last Yeah, but it's year women's year hockey. They have now. more skills. That is true. That is true.
2: Yeah, like, usually you see presentations, like, center to wing and stuff like that. Usually, like, it's it's very yeah. odd to see it going backwards. Especially, yeah, because, like, like, when I played and stuff like that, like, you never see people just casually go back there. Like, they threw me back there for out there for a game, and I felt like I was on a different planet. I don't know, like, especially these guys, they've been playing forward for, like, 20 years of their life. Like, just going to casually tell them to do that is something that does not even seem possible.
1: I don't know. I feel like a flip, I actually feel like a flip from defense to forward is not as hard as a flip from forward to defense. No, no, I am with you. That makes sense, skills there yeah. it's more about learning the system on playing on the wing and you're just kind of playing like you could think of it as like playing defense but like deeper mm-hmm. you know like I, it's hard to explain because i like i did a lot of football but you're thinking
3: of football. like somebody being like a zach hyman-esque like go get the puck. yeah can you be that zach hyman-esque gritty get in the corner player if you're six foot seven
1: you just knock the person over and then you have the pleasure and you'll just somehow
2: get back like I can see like Quinn Hughes easily becoming a winger in the NHL. Like I feel like that could be easily done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just how his skill set is yeah, that
3: makes well, sense. that's that's what I say all the time that he and Kill Makar, they're just wingers that play in the blue line. Exactly. Like, no, like, player, Vancouver, right? Vancouver is very much, and I think kind of the Avalanche show are very much the future of hockey in that positionless hockey. Mm-hmm. And they it's so fun to watch, and like Vancouver's so funny because like Vancouver, they're like high flying, all ga- all guns, no ga- all gas, no brakes, like switching everywhere. And then they're like third line comes out and you're like, Oh, right, right, right. Like this is, this is old school hockey. It's just two mm-hmm. totally different teams.
2: No, exactly. That's, cause I always, that's my argument I always time with, so I'm a, another thing I dislike all the time. I'm a Edmonton Oiler hater at heart. And it's the reason, like they just, they have like the one or two lines that is all basically, they're basically it's the same style of hockey throughout the entire thing. But you, they can never show up in the playoffs, because you need those like third and fourth lines to like play gritty hockey, and it's the same team just throughout it, and they just collapse every time because how they're they can't change or do it anything. Like obviously McDavid's gonna drive to and put up points. This is they're some of the best players in the world. Like that's just how things work. It's just.
3: But if you, stop, like that, they, if you stop the two of them, or even one of them, you're playing an AHL team after that.
2: Exactly, and mm-hmm. they just they don't. I feel like. I know the le- the Leafs. I feel like they're trying to do that. They're trying to be more. They're getting more grittier players. Like the Oilers, like they need to fill out those certain force lines with grittier, basically hardworking players. And they just don't. They just haven't been able to do that. And that, they will not be successful. I feel like until they can pull that off. And I think I think the Leafs will be pretty good this year because I think they've started to do that. But.
3: I feel like the Edmonton yeah. Oilers think that they're a basketball team where they're just trying to collect like five amazingly skilled players. And then they forget about the rest. And that's why they're handing out these, like, way overpriced contracts. And they forget that they need 24 players on the ice.
2: I think, yeah, I, I actually really like how you said that. That was – because it's, it's frustrating me. Because, like, I I constantly hate on the oil. It's just – I don't know. It's just how I am. But it just – it gets to the point where, like, I don't want to see McDavid the end of the year have his career completely ruined because a team doesn't know how to operate. Like, I just – as a oh, hockey fan, it, I David. think –
3: Conor David, one hundred percent, is going to be the best player to never win a Stanley Cup if he stays in Edmonton.
2: No way! And like mm-hmm. it, it, actually it upsets me. Say because like as a hockey fan, I want to see those guys succeed. all. I want to see Ovi get that cup. And it, it freaking, oh, like, yeah, if freaking David goes just, his career I've seen that, like that, that's terrible. Like he's yeah. the best player of this generation, and he just will not be just just not. I will nothing to say his name. But yeah, he'll come out with like six hearts, but like it won't mean anything. Like,
0: yeah. Megan, are you saying that the Leafs are going to finish at the top of the North Division?
1: Um, I think so, as long as they don't do anything stupid, like, how they normally play, like, shit against Ottawa, and, like... What about Montreal?
0: Athletes. Like, last year, they went, like, 0-3 <laughs> yeah, against them.
1: I feel like Montreal's different, because I think they played two or three of those games before they changed coaches, and, like, Michael Hutchinson played one of those games. I think he played a couple of them. I think yeah. he played
0: all of them. Even. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: because... Like, that's what you mean. Like, he didn't have a real bag of goalie. Like, I know he's in the organization now, but he's way down the depth chart. I don't have to worry about him right yeah, now. He's back. Um,
2: I don't know how he got back there. Yeah,
1: but he's like the fourth <laughs> no, exactly.
2: he's not doing much.
1: goalie, so I'm not really worried about him. He'll probably play in the AHL and hopefully yeah. mentor the young goalie.
2: Exactly. Well, I, I had the full experience of Hutchinson last year, so I understand how it was going on. Oh, yeah, it must be perfect oh, yeah. I
0: actually – so yesterday or a couple of days ago, I sent something uh, to Brett on Twitter of the Habs having the second best odds to win the North Division, which I, as a Habs fan, I don't know if I can totally agree with that because I can see at least three other teams that are better than the Habs in the North Division. What I do just, you guys think I think he's see that? them in
2: last.
1: Um, I don't know. No. If, are you,
0: can
2: you mean last?
3: That's so disrespectful.
2: Ottawa. When Stutzel goes oh, off yeah. this year, I want to hear it. I don't, I don't want to hear it. That's all I'm saying. That, that kid's amazing.
3: But we've seen in Edmonton that one amazing player does not make it.
2: Exactly. I was just yeah. No, so. but you uh, so just no. So Edmonton, they're a good regular season team, but they, they don't. That's the thing. Just to win the regular season, they do well. They had, it's was
3: like the third overall pick that was from San Jose, but then still the other one was like the sixth overall pick.
2: No, in the last three years they've been like so McDavid's been in the playoffs twice. I guess I guess only once technically, I guess because they lost to Chicago. They've had big regular season years with me, David. they have okay. They have lost in like I guess the that was like, the fake round. Like
1: four years ago. I don't.
2: I don't. I don't want to admit that it was four years I ago. I
1: think Taylor Hall was still on that team. Like that's how long ago I think it was. I think so. No, they made the playoffs since then. They lost in no, the uh, St. Louis. they were
2: both in the playoffs, I think. In St. Louis one.
3: They they lost in the St. Louis playoffs. Yeah, so that's
2: was... that's back that's back to confusion, is it not?
3: Okay. No. Well, that doesn't
2: make sense. I think they missed the playoffs the Blues here, and then they made it the year before.
3: They made the Capitals one, because it was, like, them versus yeah. – somebody. somebody's dog had a stuffed animal that they kept ripping up. I think Nashville um, – on Nashville, they did. And so I think that's, that's what I'm thinking of.
2: That sounds like Nashville in every way. Yeah. Yeah, the – I could probably find this.
3: Like, he's, like, looking up. I'm, like, thinking of Instagram posts. Oh. <laughs> No, but with the with the with the senators, I don't I don't necessarily think that they're going to be terrible. I just think I think Montreal would come in second to last or last. I just don't see like
0: that's what everyone's saying. No, I, I a don't... Different Team this year, like they've got oh the so Jets. Many, like, I forgot about additions. the Jets. They,
3: okay, the Jets. Yeah. The Jets. It's Ottawa Jets, Montreal, Cal, Ed- Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Toronto. For me, bottom to top. I, was, well, I think the Jets I are way better Calgary, than
2: Montreal, but this is how I see it.
3: The Jets don't have very many defenses. Yeah, that's the problem. They have Josh Morrissey, end of list. Like, Connor, the list. Connor Hellebuck, like, I am a strong believer that you don't need great goaltending if you have good defense. Just look at the, um, the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, they have an amazing defense, and they have like, bottom-tier goaltending, and so, but it works for them. The thing with... Like, Connor Hellebuck can only stand on his head so much. You need a defense in front of him to like, stop him from having to stand on his head every night, and the Winnipeg Jets just don't have that. Connor Hellebuck is going to have to be amazing for them to win as many games as they need to. And, like, the second somebody gets COVID, like, that team is done. And I think that's when you you asked earlier, like, who do I think is going to win the Cup? And I said Flyers automatically. My actual thought process was, like, it's going to depend entirely on how well these teams prepare against the virus. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the...
0: Yeah, we're already seeing like practice cancellations right now. Yeah, like, like the Canucks just announced that. Yeah. yeah, like
3: half of the Columbus Blue Jackets have it and they have to like stop their whole season. The Dallas Stars are like done for a while. Like it's yeah. very much going to depend on who can stay healthy more so than usual.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah that, that's just, it's such a tricky thing to predict, even, right? Like you just have to, like, it's almost impossible to predict like when. Like, I already know at one point in my season, like, I have to basically come to terms that, like, there's a very good chance Nathan McKinnon will just not play for a week. And that, I don't know how to feel about that. No, I don't feel good about that. But, like, it's a thing that most hockey fans have to come into realization, like, going on throughout this year.
3: And I think, like, where I get kind of, like, this is about to get dark. Where I think the Flyers get kind of lucky in this situation is, I think, because of Oscar Lindblom, is that everybody is so aware of the virus of him being immunocompromised that nobody is going to take any chances, that a lot of other teams have assholes on them and they're not going to want to follow the restrictions. They're going to want to go out. They're going to want to party. Screw COVID. Somebody's going to get it, bring it to the team, spread it around. And I think with the Flyers, I think they're going to be more careful because of Oscar Lindblom. And, like, because, like, even the Columbus Blue Jackets, like, Nick Felino's daughter has a heart condition and is severely immunocompromised. But, like, you know the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know the people on that team. They already have, like, 19 cases of it because these guys are assholes and they don't care.
0: I mean, yeah, Domi, he has, uh, he has diabetes. and I think, he has, I think he has asthma. But, yeah, I, I think if he got the COVID, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be too good for him. Yeah. yeah.
3: But, like, Zach Renstein, and Seth Jones, like, I think both have it. Like, it's just, like, these guys, they're, like, not being careful because they don't believe in it or whatever, their political views. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to get into that, and I don't really want to do that on your show because that's not fair. But I just just think that, like, like, it's going to be – it has to be a team effort to make it through the season, and I don't know if every team – like, these hockey guys are, like, the team, the team, the team when it comes in front of the press, but I don't know if that's really the way they think Mm -hmm. that, like, this is the ultimate, like, how much of a team guy are you? Are you willing to put your, like – Immediate gratification on hold for the betterment of the team, so that we can get through the season and go try and win a Stanley Cup. Or are you going to be like, I'm a hotshot shot hockey player. I'm 24. I'm going to live forever and go and give your team this virus and like knock everybody out. So that's
0: a- they're in a pretty shitty division though. Like, so you never know.
3: I, that division's like already been solidified. Like it's Colorado, um, St. Louis.
0: With sorry, with Columbus. What? No, no. Wait, are you talking about the division with? That's Columbus?
3: Oh, Colorado's in like, we the West. Talk yeah, we're in the West. That.
0: Yeah, Colorado's in the that West. That division is
3: that that division is Colorado, Vegas, and then like maybe Arizona.
1: So I the third team's a toss up. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Oh, so, like, yeah, St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis! I forgot was in that division.
1: Yeah. I thought they were in the Central. Oh, oh man, oh, I'm not really even gonna West, know until they're which playing. T- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna know. Are they, they in the, the Honda, Honda division like or are
3: yeah. they in the Discover division?
0: Do you guys agree with naming like or giving like it sponsorships to the divisions? If, if
3: that's what the league like, needs to say in business, fucking do it. I don't I care. I really I just,
0: it, it's not a big deal to me. Like really. I My only something.
3: demand is if the Flyers get helmet stickers, they have to be from Wawa. They're gonna be from Comcast because <laughs> like Comcast owns the Flyers, but mm-hmm. it should be from Wawa.
2: Oh, that that's actually a solid sponsor because the division, So, what do you? How do your thoughts of like how they like made these divisions? Because I saw that you were going after Gary a couple podcasts ago about like the the formation of these. Like, I I, I am you were talking about I think a lot of these scenes from the Metro I think would be going far something like that. Or, um, yeah, I, I kind of I would kind of agree. I know I forget the exact division, but it's how it's designed. It looks pretty much like that. Like that's how they're it's going to be run.
1: The
3: central right with the two. Yeah, no, didn't make any sense. Well, it didn't make sense. But if Carolina's like in there now, it makes sense. When Carolina was out of it, um, when Carolina was in the metro mm. and they were flying past Carolina to get to Florida, it made no sense. Um, once yeah. they took
1: that was when the Penguins yeah. were in the same it did, Yeah, it too, didn't right? make any
3: sense. But once they like they put Carolina in they switched Carolina and Pittsburgh and then like all the Metro teams are like right there, it makes more sense now. I like it's tough to do because of the way that the teams are all spread out. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's weird though,
2: because like it's just crazy to me that like a central division could have two teams from Florida. That just that's insane to me. Even like Columbus. Like I guess Columbus. That's, that's more central than I guess, but it's just it's so this is weird to me that like someone who's literally on the East Coast, basically surrounded by like the Atlantic Ocean, like they are somehow a central team. Something. It's just it's insane to it me. It
3: makes more sense than the Florida teams playing like Boston, Ottawa, Toronto, and Detroit. Like
2: because sure, I think Detroit's in the central, I guess.
3: Yeah, now it is, but like, like yeah. think about where the rest of the Atlantic teams are, and then think about Florida. Like, this does make more sense than that.
2: Yeah, because I'm looking at the East mm-hmm. Division right now, and like they're like they're all like Eastern divisions. If there's so many teams on the Eastern side of North America. It's just, it's hard to it's hard I guess to place them yeah. in certain places. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's just weird when you look at some places and how it is. The mm-hmm. North Division that's gonna be yeah. a brawl, but we'll see how that goes.
3: The North Division, I think, is like, the only division that, like, is seriously up for grabs. Oh, percent like, I, I think all the other ones, yeah. you can kind of solidify who the top two are going to be. The North Division, because all of those teams, with the exception of Montreal and Ottawa, are kind of sit at the top of their division, like, normally, it's going to be a hall brawl to get out of there. Yeah, it's
1: cause yeah I think so. Are
3: there, so.
1: There's also been... Changes in that division, so it'll be interesting to see how those changes. You mean the Calgary happen. Canucks? Like yes, yeah. yes, the Calgary Canucks. The Canucks not having any good players anymore, or a few good players anymore, and then the Calgary Flames becoming the Canucks.
2: <laughs> the in merger in the West Coast. that be.
0: <sighs> yeah, like I'm saying, like the Central Division is like the most predictable division out of like all the four. <laughs> like, like it's like Tampa's coming first, like Detroit's coming last, or, or Chicago, yeah, no Detroit, yeah. Just
1: I actually might put Chicago at the bottom because we are looking last week, and Chicago has like no goalies. Yes, no. yeah.
2: Many I'm people too were too saying bad. that. Actually. Who's your story? So, It's, it's <laughs> Malcolm Subban. It's like that Delia or Deli, I can't Connor Dillia,
1: Yeah,
2: Delia. There we go, Delia.
3: Yes.
0: Oh, that's he's been he's been moving around so much in our fantasy
2: league. Okay, yeah. No, not, I just and I don't want to get like, negative points every week.
3: That's the thing. It's like I. That's why my goalie for one of my teams is Roberto Luongo. Um. That's why I don't like. That it goes back to my like you need good defense. The goalies the Chicago Blackhawks have, if they had good defense, wouldn't matter. Like Malcolm Subban can win you a couple games. The problem is that they have two backup slash AHL goalies and no defense and really no forwards. Like. I just don't see the Chicago Blackhawks like winning many games. Like this might be the Colorado Avalanche like um, the Kale McCarr year.
2: Yeah, that was that wasn't fun. Yeah, it's because like I'm looking at like the defense won that
3: draft. A... Okay, you got we points. ended up did, you win. Won the draft. We did win that
2: draft. So I will <laughs> clap. It's a clap. It was it was a blessing in disguise. we'll just say that at the time?
3: Like you don't have Nico Heischer. Actually, you probably want to pick Nolan Patrick. But
2: yeah, we weren't gonna pick a forward. There's no way we would have Nolan patrick and you guys would have kale mccard this time and it'd be no huge.
3: we would have been picking or like you would 13th. pick Heecher? no 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 oh, we would have we, been picking we... we would have been picking 13th let me hold hold on i will figure out who we would have had look at the lottery yeah, yeah we won through the lottery yeah because so... you guys oh yeah that's true we like just oh yeah what, what are playoffs. your
2: thoughts in the lottery i think the lottery is they should abolish it but that's just how i see it it doesn't make sense to me
0: I think it's absolutely terrible how the New York Rangers obtained the first. Okay, I was just absolutely. glad
3: it wasn't the Pittsburgh Penguins because if it was the Pittsburgh Penguins, I was burning this league to the ground.
2: That was a concern for a bit. I actually thought they were going to get it. I also thought the Leafs yeah. were going to win the pick, and I was going to burn something to the ground as well. That was- I saw Lafreniere
0: was- photoshopped into all those jerseys, and I well, I like with take the
3: Lafreniere, it, it was, it was like he grew up. Um, with Sidney Crosby on his bedroom wall, and he like wore '87, and he wanted to be Sidney Crosby when he grew up, and like how amazing would it be while Sidney Crosby's on his way out for like the league to like give them this first overall pick? Because you forget that's how they got Sidney Crosby. It's how they got Genny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, and Marc Andre Fleury. Megan's like laughing because she knows the that. <laughs> She does it
1: every. <laughs> no, I don't. It's like every, three it's, weeks. It's every, so every time. But the
3: Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> were bankrupt, and people were leaving, and they were going to sell the mm-hmm. team and move to Kansas City. And the league was like, "No, don't! You're so sexy, Ha ha. Here's three draft lottery picks. Here's three generational talents in a row. Go like win a bunch of cups and get your money back." And so, because they're not winning as much anymore, they're starting to go bankrupt again, especially with like their like owner like buying neverland and like asking for ppp loans and they're evil people anyway um they like because they're going broke again it just like made so much sense for them to build this narrative and then get laugh i was gonna be furious and like lafreniere does not make the rangers scarier the rangers still suck
0: i wouldn't say they're i wouldn't say they i'm not scared of the
3: new york rangers how about that
2: you shouldn't be
0: <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I don't think
2: you shouldn't. You, yeah, you should not be. I'm here. a Lefrenier hater at heart. That's another guy I hate for no reason. Lefrenier.
0: I, I don't know why you are. There's no there reason. There is no reason, actually. Like... There's actually zero
2: reason, but here we are. It's just It's just how hockey works, man. You just You just start disliking people. It's just how the world works.
0: Like, he's not an asshole. Like, I
2: don't, I you don't like
3: know. Are way better, there There's are way a lot of other players hate that you could. <laughs> I
1: don't,
2: I don't exactly. pick who I hate. Yeah. They just They come to me, right? It's just how it is. I just. I bet you if you met him, he'd be. If it makes you feel any
3: better, mine is Jake Getzel. I, really? I, don't, I, like hate Gensel? Jake Gensel. I really? don't think Jake Gensel is good at hockey. What? I think he just plays with Sidney Crosby. I have a long standing hatred for Jake Gensel. Like
0: him as a person he's or a like true. him as like, a um, I don't hockey.
3: know him as a person, so I'm not going to say I hate him as a person. He's just one of those guys that like I hear his name and it grinds my gears. Oh, okay. He, I think they just hype him up so much and it's like, I just don't think he's better than Travis Koneckney. And they're like, he's a top 15 player in this league. And it's like, what drugs are you smoking?
2: Yeah, I, don't, I would never put Gensel as a top 15 player. But, that's
3: a but they're player. like to- no, those top sure. 20, like, left wing lists.
2: Oh, that, yes. like, Claude Giroux and- casually post.
3: yeah That, like, Claude Giroux and Travis Konechny aren't on there. And, like, maybe, but, like, I'm not saying both of them, but, like, I think Claude Giroux could be a top 20 left wing in this league. I think he's in the top third of first line left wings. And they're, like, or top two thirds. And they're, like, no, Jake Gensel. And I'm, like, this seems wrong.
2: I put Giroux over again, so for
0: sure. Yeah, well, like,
3: Claude Giroux we, in the top ten, maybe. Yeah, I put him in.
2: I'd, at least in the like, top ten, at least. Claude Giroux right, like, over
3: the past decade has the fifth most points of anybody in the league and the second most assists over the last decade. But Claude Giroux not an elite talent. Sean Couturier not a top I'm, twenty player, top twenty player, top fifteen center in this league. NHL Network, ESPN, suck my dick.
2: Well, first off, ESPN doesn't give a shit about hockey, so no. I, I wouldn't trust anything that comes out of ESPN headquarters.
3: But the NHL Network is doing those like, top 50 players in the league right now. One flyer is on the list. It's Claude Giroux at number 41. Sean Couturier just won a goddamn Selkie. Can't get on the list.
2: No, I, I, I personally cannot give you any reason for any of this stuff. But
3: Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. nobody can. It's unexplainable, except for the fact that there's conspiracy against the Flyers in this league. <laughs>
2: Like I, I, wouldn't say no to
3: that.
2: Yeah, I, that, yeah maybe. I, I like I could feel. Oh, just Philadelphia as a city. I just people. There's just rough luck there constantly. It's just usually not too fun.
3: Yeah.
2: Philly is a sporting city. It's yeah. just, it's usually a lot of misery.
3: I find. We went like, some guess, asshole traded ten years of misery for that Eagle Super Bowl, and they had no right to do that. No right. <laughs> I didn't want a Super Bowl. I won the Stanley Cup. So whoever did that is on my shit list.
2: Oh well, as a Patriot fan, I'm I am completely wish with you because I would have traded whatever the Flyers did for the next ten years for that Super Bowl. So I did I'm with you.
3: Oh you got one so. the next year.
2: Hey it doesn't matter. Like it I, I go to bed better having Brady with seven Super Bowls right now than six. This is how
3: But Tom Brady I, has I, more Super Bowl wins himself than any franchise ever. Like
2: Tom's a spectacular man. That's all you gotta like just Tom's a i love tom i got i got see like we're talking about, like people like we got some weird love for him. i got i got weird love for tom brady you know he's doesn't tampa now but like i still got love for him
3: have you seen this is like such an underrated thing dan soder was on um the barcel sports podcast kfc radio back mm-hmm. in like last november and he was talking about like what happens next with brady and he's like it's gonna be sad like if he doesn't sign with like the Patriots, he's going to like lose his luster. And this is like November, 2019. He's like, and he's going to be playing somewhere sad, like the Bucks. He's like, it's going to be ridiculous. And they're going to make the playoffs, but barely, it's going to be disgusting. And then one of the hosts is like, who's going to be the, uh, the quarterback for the Patriots then dancer goes, someone gross, like Cam Newton. And he just calls the whole thing.
2: I, I am a big fan of KFC radio. I have not seen this. I, I'm probably going to go after the show. I'm going to go look back and do that, but it's, it was kind of a take. I, when he was leaving, I didn't think he was gonna go to Tampa. It seemed weird. I thought he was going go to the Chargers. Chargers seemed like the place I thought he was going to go.
3: I think, I, guess... Wait, me, I think he respects Phil Rivers too much. Pardon me, sir. I think he respects Phil Rivers too much to go and then like take the Chargers to a Super Bowl and like do the thing that Phil Rivers never could.
2: Oh, maybe yeah. Phil Rivers is just a grumpy old man who just got to see off his wife. Like that's kind of like my take on Phil Rivers. Like he's got like 150 kids. That guy. Like
3: yeah, but like down. I. Think- I think they've been in the league together for so long, competing directly. They've been together so long so that I think is there's a level of respect.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's he's got like every stat in the world. Just, he's never. I think he's like two playoff wins or something in his life. Like he just he's. I can see it. It's just he's kind of a weird. He's a weird guy to have outright respect for. Like he, I guess yeah. he lost to Buffalo a couple days ago. And yeah, and yeah he that, talks, that makes he Doesn't
3: fun. curse. Like I don't know. I don't trust athletes. That, yeah, I don't just just trust people that don't curse. Yeah. I don't know. There's something off about people who don't curse.
2: He's from Alabama, so he kind of gives me that vibe. So that makes sense.
1: Mm.
2: He gives me the gosh darn. I don't think we got this. Megan, who was your Stanley Cup prediction this year?
1: I have no idea. It's like this is the stupidest league for Stanley mm-hmm. Cups. Like you you look at logic and you're like, oh, this team's the best team in the league. And then they like win the president's trophy. And then it's just garbage in the playoffs like like Tampa two it's years a curse. Ago. And, like, Tampa, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I won't know until we see some chaos in the playoffs after the first round and someone upsets someone else, and they'll go, Ooh, maybe that mm-hmm. team. But, like, right now, it's too hard to pick. Like,
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like, the last team that, like, won the President's Trophy and, like, won the Cup was, like, maybe, like, eight to ten years ago. Maybe, maybe more than that. But, yeah, like, you don't – like, now you don't really see the, the President's Trophy team winning the Cup. It's always, like, probably, like, the – either the second or second to maybe like sixth team in that range somewhere there. I'm saying uh,
2: Vegas for this year. The 2012-13 Blackhawks were the, uh, the last team to do that. Oh, uh,
1: and that was a lockout. That was the lockout year, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh,
2: Yes. They only had 77 points. So yes.
1: So I don't know. We could see normal normalcy this year then because it's a short season, but. We
2: exactly. sag I feel like just for the presence the reason they don't win is it because at the end of the year, like they're usually so far ahead of everyone, they just take the, they just, they just don't play as hard. So I feel like, like these teams that like they've been getting hot into the playoffs. That's why I feel like Tampa, like who, were, they were dominant here. They had like the warm up games, which helped them kind of get into the zone. I feel like this is how those teams work. Because like for St. Louis, when they won, they were just they basically like they were playing for every single spot in the standings. That they just get hot in the playoffs. That's usually how it works. I've seen the last couple of years, but. So the, the presents cup, they just have nothing to play for. They just usually bomb out. I know, I guess, I know Tampa was, I guess Boston doesn't usually win the presents trophy. They're in the running for it though. Last year they did, I guess. It's a weird year though. Yeah, but I'm saying Vegas, right?
0: What do you I saying? don't think it's even
2: close. I don't like, I don't, it should be a freight training. No, not to win the presence, I don't know, that's what I'm saying. It should, it's not even close. I don't, I don't feel like it should be close. I'm not even saying I'm not even saying this so a, by a fan. Like I just think the Colorado Avalanche head to toe are the are, they're, oh, the, wait, best they're the best. They're the best roster <laughs> in the NHL. I just don't think it. Goaltending is the only concern, but that's in injuries. But so that's a couple of concerns, I guess. But it, I think head to toe. That's the only reason why I plays Vegas. I head to toe. They are just. I think they're the best roster. It just. I don't think it should be close. But they will lose to some ridiculous player in some ridiculous team in like the third round this year. So that's what will happen. Freaking. I don't know. Like John Gabriel Pajot will score a hat trick and beat us. Like that—that's what will happen eventually. That's just—that's usually how our seasons end.
3: I mean, isn't he on the Islanders?
2: Yeah, but like with the playoffs, something weird will happen. That's just how I know. So I, I don't understand how the—I don't understand how the playoffs work this year because
3: the playoffs I, are four. It's four brackets. So there's like a northeast south or northeast central west bracket, and so that the conference final. Because I did a whole rant about this a couple weeks ago about how the conference playoffs could be the um, the the three Atlantic teams. It could be the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Boston Bruins, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I was pissed.
2: So so technically, could the? Because I saw something that the Avalanche could play the Leafs in the conference final, or some ridiculous thing like that.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah, I don't think they've said who. I think it'll I, be north
3: North versus East and um Central versus West. That wouldn't. Make yeah, no sense.
1: I don't think they've like officially said what it is. They're making it up yet, as they go. They basically. Yeah.
2: that's how I've seen it.
1: Yeah, that's as far as they got. What's the conference? But or will happen
2: mean? when teams are not doing too well. Like at the end of the season, they'll make up some more rules, and then will yep. so they got to make it work. They got to make the TV ratings mm-hmm. go perfect. So I think. I think we got basically everything covered today. Thank you guys. One more question before Before, yeah, one more question before
0: we end off. I'm gonna give you guys one name, and you guys have to tell me your thoughts. Oh, Gary Bettman.
1: (laughs) 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 I think think, think
3: that noise says it all. (laughs) I was expecting like Tony D'Angelo, and then he said Gary Bettman. That was just like instant reaction. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I, he's not a fan? I think he's trying his best. His best to do what? I'm not sure.
2: Is his best not good <laughs> enough? Or...
3: It depends on what he's trying to do. If he's trying yeah. to run a competent league, his best is not good enough. If he's trying to make sure that original six teams like get picks and that expansion teams work out well and stuff like that, he's doing a very good job. It's, not, it's just not helpful to the overall game of hockey.
0: So let me put you in a scenario here. So you're at a Flyers game, game seven. They just won the cup, and Gary we
2: Gary Batman this, is coming in to hand the we Flyers
3: batteries.
2: Like it's, Gary, they, man, they threw stuff at Santa. Trust me, Batman yeah, is getting stuck.
3: like, like we won. <laughs> so you're we were it, man. Winning the Super Bowl, and I think Alshon Jeffrey dropped a pass, and he got mm-hmm. booed in Minnesota while winning the Super Bowl. Like <laughs> there is. No mercy.
2: Devin, Philly is a very dark and scary place for sports. That's a, yeah. You'll slowly realize that it's it's. it's no, I might you, have I don't to know visit. If you it. want to? It's, it's it's not super like, fun. It's, it's it's a dark dark place. Like it's just crazy things happen. Like in so, the Super Bowl, like people were eating shit, like dogs, like horse shit, man. Yeah. Like this is not a normal place.
3: Somebody brought their grandmother's ashes to the Super Bowl parade, and gave them to Jason Kelsey to spread their grandmother's asses yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah it, wasn't even, it was like the set they it gave it to like the center like Austin, it wasn't so. even like they could have gave it to like nick Souls, who actually wasn't they or like they gave it to the center man like yeah. that, that's the kind of place they are it philly's a wild wild place oh uh, you could so look fun. look at their map like gritty is a good example of what philadelphia is i find oh
3: like gritty has done a better job of marketing hockey Megan's than gary or- bettman ever could <laughs>
2: So, you know, yeah, I'll yep. jump on that. So, my thing, I think Gary does, like, things fine. I just feel like he cannot – they do such a terrible way of promoting the game. Like,
3: they promote team. the wrong aspects of it. No,
2: really it's really like, what it is. They have so many, like, superstars in each other that you can market off, and I just don't see it. Like, I just – they don't they, – there is no good promotion the, of superstars.
3: They've beaten the personality out of these boys since the time they were 14. When in front of the camera, so they're so well media trained that they don't know how to be marketable at this point. Plus, the fact that they want to stick to old school hockey and those old school hockey values, and like you see that with like Spit and Chicklets, with like what Spit and Chicklets post, like like I like I don't really listen to their podcast, but what they post like on social media is all that old school hockey, and they don't really celebrate the fun, the new aspects of the game. And so they might like post like an amazing like an amazing goal or something, but they don't really celebrate it the way they do like a fight. And so. They're so stuck in, like, this is the way hockey culture is that they're not seeing where hockey culture is going and, like, the inclusion of women and the inclusion of more people and, like, how to change the sport. Because I think that once you do that and you they learn to market new school hockey and these little fast guys and the amazing athleticism that they do rather than guys without helmets beating the shit out of each other while chugging a beer on the bench. Like, I think that you have to give up tradition for – the future of the game. And I think there is a way to intertwine the two, but I don't think they're doing a good job of it. Like, I don't know. I just like, I think that, like, they're so stuck in the, like, okay, so people still refer to the Flyers as the Broad Street bullies. The Flyers don't fight anymore. Like, I, and like, we talked about it last year with the playoffs, is like, there's a new kind of bully, and the Flyers are just going to tire you out and run you down. They're so well conditioned. They're so, like, they're, they're not going to beat the shit out of you anymore. They're going to make you beat the shit out of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's that kind of mentality of changing the meaning of what these hockey traditions are and finding the good in the traditions and giving up the bad and giving up the the harmful to the game and marketing this new kind of way of
1: hockey.
2: No, I... I yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, I also think they're marketing to yeah, the wrong too. people. They're not... They're marketing to the people who are basically already mm-hmm. fans of hockey, like, especially, like, the old school, like... Like my parents' age, kind of thing. They're marketing more to those people than to the younger fans who are willing to like try the sport out and like go see games, especially in like those underdeveloped yeah. markets. But, like in Toronto, it's different. I can't afford to go see at least. But games
3: Scottsdale, is a like college town. Arizona does not do college
1: yeah. deals. Like
3: Drex, like Flyers, we used to get a um, like they used to post a story like twenty dollar tickets. For if you have, if you bring your student ID, we've got 200 tickets. Come now, and so like kids would fly down to the Wells Fargo Center from Penn because we're a college town. So from Penn, from Drexel, from Villanova, like kids would fly there for these twenty dollars mm-hmm. tickets. You have two ginormous colleges there with like subpar basketball. Like, why not try and like get yourself those kids?
2: Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. I just if you. They just don't hey, It's you're right. They, just, they don't know who they're trying to go to. It's just like there's so many – like especially – so I guess Team that so Buffalo, their team that they – they don't have good big fan like big fan base, but, like, they just don't – nobody goes to their games. Even when, like, I feel like they'll have these teams, it's just they just don't have the fan bases because they don't – and that's a team that they only have one ma- – oh, they have two major sports teams. They got the Bills as well. They just don't find ways to basically get – the Panthers is weird. It's just they – that's just a terrible place for a team, I, I just don't think – I actually went
3: to a Panthers game. It was so much fun. Like, once you're in there, like it's such mm-hmm. a good environment. Like, the arena is nice as shit. Like, yeah, I don't know, nice. like, the like I didn't really get to spend much pregame, but like they there's so much to do in that arena that it kind mm-hmm. of reminded me of a baseball stadium. That like mm-hmm. there are all these other attractions that like made it more family friendly. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really way to do a really good way to do these, um, these arenas because it gets more young people there and it gets Mm -hmm. more kids there and kids like hockey and kids remember enjoying going to those games. And I think that's kind of the way they do, because like I went to a San Jose game and a San Jose they're like they have the worst arena ever. There's nothing to do. You're basically, it's just one long hallway. Like it kind of reminds me of the Coliseum, but without the history, Mm -hmm. like, it's just walls and then there's a door to the arena and nothing else and like you have to get food at your like wall, uh, like in between the main pathway and the seats that's where the food is like it was Mm -hmm. it was so strange that i think actually like getting a good arena really helps build the game as weird as that sounds
2: yeah so i went to a game i saw the ducks play the flyers last year Mm -hmm. in anaheim and that it was actually it was just so different from what i'm used to it's just like so you go to a Leaf game here, you basically, like, you lose a limb and a couple, like, I don't know, your entire wardrobe to go to a game because it just costs that much. And it's just, like, yeah, like, obviously, like, people love the hockey. It's just, like But it's just, they don't really care about, the, like, the entertainment aspect. It's because more it's, like, it's the tradition-wise. I went to Anaheim, and it was a completely different atmosphere on, on, like, basically how they set up hockey. It was more, it was basically more about the show, like you were saying, based in Florida. Like, it was, they set it almost like it was, like, just, they just made it more exciting just how they did everything. And it was very different just because I feel like just in the place I already have, like, I don't know if this doesn't make sense, but like, because I live where it, it's somewhere where like hockey is a major, major sport. When you go somewhere where like they don't really care about it, like they have to try different things. But I feel like those different things, they got to bring those to basically like all hockey teams because as a person, like, I don't give a, I don't, I honestly don't care about the Ducks. I probably won't. But going to that game, it's like, it's more exciting than basically going to like some Leaf game. They're like, mm-hmm. I know like, the police are way better and they, they have a better fan base stuff like that, but, like, the things they do to promote it, just the in-game entertainment to see how they just design the stadium, like, this is how they're... They're, uh... Yeah.
1: And part of it is, like, the crowd is so mm-hmm. old. It's so it's just It
2: suits. Like, it's all well, suits.
1: It shouldn't be quiet with how passionate the fans are, but, like, it's all suits, exactly. Like, the people who are there don't really care. And, that like, yeah, I... I was, yeah, for sure. Uh,
3: but, like, I, I also understand, like, there's also like something to be said about the historic stadiums. Like they keep trying to leave the Coliseum. You can't like, if you leave the Coliseum, you kind of lose what makes the Islanders, the Islanders. And like the
2: Barclays is a terrible decision.
3: Barclay was terrible. I, I went there for um, the Flyers Islanders, like exhibition game. It's, Mm -hmm. you can't see anything. It's, it's like, it is a basketball arena that they were like, oh shit, we should play hockey here. And then like the, the ice doesn't work. Like it's a whole thing. The Coliseum is a great piece of history. And I think that that's what the Islanders are. And the Islanders should stay there. But when you're talking about these newer teams, you kind of think about it and like, think of the way that they market the Leafs versus the way that they market the Islanders. And the Islanders are the rough and tumble team. And then the Leafs are this like gorgeous, drastic, like, um, Showtime, yeah. Showtime fluid team. And then you think about the way, like, our generation on Twitter looks at these teams. And nobody really cares about the Islanders, and people care about the Leafs. And that's not just in Toronto. Think about the young girls on hockey Twitter who just all go to the Leafs. And you could be like, it's William Nylander's face. It's not. Like, have you seen William Nylander? It's not. Like, it's it's about the way that they market these teams and they make these players seem so, like, gorgeous in their hockey that it makes people be interested in like girls don't watch hockey because the players are pretty because the players are covered up 99% of the time. Like hockey is an amazing sport and you need to grow it that way.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I actually, I literally agree Hmm. with every freaking thing you said, because it just, there is hockey is an unbelievable sport and it's just, it's just not, it could be so much bigger than it is. It could be so, so much bigger. It's just, it's not where it is. I feel like I don't know if, if Gary can be isn't the person that can do this, but it, or someone else. They need someone to just promote this game in a different way and just get it to more people. Cause that's all we want. Like, I no, none of us know. It doesn't matter if you're a hockey traditionalist. They don't mind having more friggin' fans. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like, there's no. It's just it's turned into such a just like a stuck up league. Like, the fact that like if you go try to go see like the Leafs play the Senators is gonna cause you like. 300 bucks. Like, guess what? Nobody gives a crap over the leaf, like for the center. It's the by five.
3: But, like, to the point that he was making, like, I went and saw um, that game that I was talking about earlier with Claude Giroux when he hit 102 points. There was a three-point game. We, my friend and I were waiting for him. He had 99 going in. We were super, super excited when he hit 100. And the guy sitting in front of us turned around. He's like, are you two okay? I know he's cute, but... And he had no idea what was happening. That like Claude Giroux would just hit this giant milestone at his age, and it's like, how about like if we're like if it go, like it's about growing the game as a community as well, and not gatekeeping because gatekeeping is huge here, and like people are, like people hate on multi-team Twitter, but like that's how you get into the game. Like I love the Flyers, I am a Flyers fan, but I enjoy watching the Vancouver Canucks and I enjoy watching the Colorado Avalanche, and like by telling teenage girls you can't like this team, you can't like this player, how dare you like look at her teams beyond where you were born it's just like it's tiring it's old and it's not good for the game and i think like honestly like the girls that have made like fan cams and like on twitter have done more to market this game than like the nhl has since the playoffs
0: yeah no for sure 100% agree yeah um but yeah i i think that's it unless uh, anyone has some closing remarks
2: no i i'll just i'll just like wrap make? it up thank you guys so much for coming i think we actually had some yeah we had some no awesome yeah, talks yeah thank today. you appreciate I, I it really enjoyed it until i was I think Devin kicked me out. I'm just going to blame him for now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. And yeah, hopefully probably, we can yeah. get you guys back on in the future. And we're just sad. We're just going to say thank you one more time. And yeah. <laughs> hope we, you guys <laughs> will be recording later tonight. And we'll probably, we'll be listening to that soon. And yep, have a, have a good yep. night, everyone.
3: Absolutely. We are the For Pucks Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at For Pucks Pod. Instagram at For Pucks Podcast. TikTok at For Pucks Pod. And YouTube at For Sake Podcast pod
2: consistency i like it okay well thank you we all right, will see, uh, see you it. all later bye
3: thanks
0: see ya thanks guys so much for listening to the full interview we enjoyed it we had a great time i know the girls had a great time and hopefully we can have them on again
2: yeah exactly like i i enjoyed every second of it and i really hope we could have more things like this in the future and and have the uh Six girls on the podcast in the future
0: yeah, hopefully we can also have Alex because she was not able to attend. But that's okay. Hopefully we'll get her next time. Uh, yeah, that's all right. We'll, we will see you guys next week with another podcast exactly. with the NHL season finally coming to a start. Well, yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. Thank you everyone for listening today and hope you enjoyed. We'll see you guys next week. It's going loud like a trail Like a shockwave shaking the no ground Loud like a great train the world